their participation with the command of God. So obedience was the one condition required to live in the Garden of Eden. Just obey God. Just obey God. It was the only thing God had asked of Adam and Eve. The only command he had given them was don't eat the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And it was their disobedience to that one command that disqualified them from the garden and the benefits of the garden and the eternal life that was once dwelling in their hearts. Now, we see it in Genesis, right? From the very beginning, it's what changed man's interaction with God. Go to Revelation chapter 22. I want you to see it begins with obedience, it ends with obedience. Genesis, or I'm sorry, Revelation 22 and verse 14. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. So obedience is not going to be something that God does away with. Obedience is not just for this time. Obedience is something that we're going to be participating in. So let's go ahead and practice. Let's practice obedience now so that through the ages, we'll just continue to gain skill and gain skill and gain skill because obedience is still something that is a requirement even when this age, this time that we're living in is over. Amen? Blessed are they that do his commandments that they may have right, the right to the tree of life. Amen? And an entrance into the city. So from paradise lost to paradise regained, it's obedience that gives access to the tree of life and the favor of God. Hallelujah. Now, our redemption is rooted in obedience. Now, again, there's that connection between humility and obedience because as we looked at in our other study, our redemption is rooted in humility. Well, there's another root, and it's called obedience. So let's look at Romans 5 and verse 19. Romans 5, this is renewing our mind about obedience. Obedience is the yes. It is the the emphasis for us, amen? Romans 5 and verse 19, it says, for by one man's disobedience, we read about his disobedience, didn't we? By one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. Or you could say everybody was, because we were all born in sin, right? Everybody, many were made sinners. So by the obedience of one shall many be made. You don't have to do anything to become righteous in your own actions. Just receive what he did. Through his obedience, we all have access to the righteousness of God in him. Through his obedience. So by the obedience of one 
shall many be made righteous. Hallelujah. Jesus, he humbled himself. We read in Philippians 2 verse 8, he humbled himself and became obedient, even obedient to the death of the cross. God didn't make Jesus die on the cross. He didn't make him go to the cross. He didn't make him come into the earth and be born as a man. Jesus said, a body you have prepared me. Here I am, O Lord. I come to do your will. Jesus willingly came into this earth, willingly set aside his omnipotence, set aside his omniscience, set aside his omnipresence and became a man so that he could qualify as our redeemer. He willingly took his life and sacrificed his life on the cross, willingly. God didn't make him do it. He did it by choice. Why? Because he wanted to obey the Father's plan. He wanted to obey the will of the Father more than he wanted to please himself. Hebrews chapter 5. These scriptures help us see what was in his heart concerning the steps he had to take to redeem us. Hebrews 5, 8. Though he were a son, the son of God, Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered, by the things he had to endure, the things he had to go through to fulfill the plan of God. He learned obedience. Jesus learned obedience. How much more do we need to practice obedience? If Jesus had to learn it, I think he could teach us. He could teach us obedience. He, pre- he learned obedience by the things which he suffered, and being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that... That's us. That's our part. Not to all, it didn't just say all who accept him because there are some who accept him and he said, you call me Lord, Lord, but you won't do. You won't obey me. You won't do what I say. And he was saying, why do you call me Lord if you won't obey what I say? That obedience is a a, uh, evidence that he's Lord. If I'm not being a doer of the word, if I'm not acting on his command, if I am not submitting myself to forgive when I don't want to forgive. You know, what part of you doesn't want to forgive? Is that your spirit, man? Is that your strong spirit, born of God spirit, saying, I'm not letting that person go for what they did? Is that our spirit? No, no, no. That's the flesh. The flesh wants to hold that unforgiveness, not your born-again spirit. Your born-again spirit is quick to forgive. Like, get that out of here. That unforgiveness is poison. I don't want it in me. It's rancid. It will destroy the work of God in me. So I'm willing to let it go. What holds on is the flesh. What holds on is that self-preservation. I'm not going to let them talk to me that way. I is the key. (laughs) I'm not 
not going to let them talk to me. Jesus said, turn the other cheek, right? Oh, no, you don't, right? That's not spiritual. That's not spiritual to the hand. That's not spiritual either. Y'all remember that one? Talk to the hand because the face ain't listening, right? That's not spiritual either. We want to practice obedience. Right? And to do that, we're going to have to take me, 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 my, 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 I, I, I out of the way. Set it in that crucified place, buried. That's the old man. He stays under. The new me in Christ is the life I want to live. So he learned obedience and he becomes the author of salvation to those who obey him. Jesus said, if you love me, That's a a mind renewal. Jesus, according to scripture, he says, if you love me, you'll obey my commandments. He says, true love is obedience. (laughs) You say, oh, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. He said, "Mm, you don't look, you're not, your actions, your disobedience is saying another story. I love you, Lord. Jesus said, if you love me, True love obeys. True love keeps my commandments. That's what we're renewing our mind to. Now, let's look at going back to Genesis. Let's look at Genesis chapter 6. We're going to look at Noah. We saw how Adam and Eve disobeyed God. And then um, in Genesis chapter 6, we're going to look at Noah's example. Genesis 6, let's look at verse 22. I'm just going to hit some high points here because in this time I've got to, we've got this hour of power. We don't want pastor to call and I'm still in the pulpit. And he's like, honey, it's Wednesday. Hour of power, let these people go home. Right? Then we want them to come back. Genesis 6, 22, thus did Noah... According to all that God commanded him, so did he. Chapter 7, verse 5. And Noah did according unto all that the Lord commanded him. Chapter, same chapter, verse 9. There went in two and two unto Noah into the ark, the male and the female, as God had commanded Noah. Verse 16. And they went in. They went in male and female of all flesh as God had commanded him. And the Lord shut him in. Hallelujah. God trusts his work to those who will command, follow his commands. If we'll keep his commandments, he can trust us with his work. Now we know why he could trust Noah because Noah did just what God commanded. Amen. Abraham is another example. In Hebrews 11 verse 8, it tells us that Abraham obeyed. Hebrews 11 and verse 8. And then we're going to back up to Genesis. I just want to see verse 8 out of Hebrews 11. And then we're going to go to Genesis. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, he obeyed. And by how did he obey? By faith. By faith he obeyed. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. He obeyed and he went out not knowing where he went. So even without all of the details, he obeyed God. Without all of the big picture and all of the full disclosure, he still obeyed God by faith. And there will be situations in your life that you won't know how it's going to work out, but you know you've got the word of God and you've got an instruction, so just obey God. Just obey God. Obey God. If God tells you to forgive, forgive. If God, and he does every time. He's never going to say, okay, you don't have to forgive this time, Michelle. You're exempt from it today. No. <laughs> if anybody does anything against you, drop it, leave it, let it go, Mark 11 says, right? So we want to obey. That's our part. He said he is the author of eternal salvation for all who obey him. So we want to be those obedient to him. Now go back to Genesis 22, and when he's referring to this in Hebrews 11, he's referring to this part of his story where he has just carried Isaac up the mountain to offer Isaac as God instructed him. And he is about to offer him to God. Let's read verses 16 through 18. When he's about to offer his son, the angel of the Lord stops him, and this is what God said. Verse 16 of Genesis 22, and said, by myself have I sworn, says the Lord, for because you have done this thing, and you have not withheld your son, your only son, that in blessing I will bless you, and in multiplying I will multiply your seed as the stars of heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and your seed shall possess the gate of his enemies, and in your seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Because you have obeyed my voice. Hallelujah. If you compare this phrase in other translations, it is very often translated, you have listened and yielded to my voice. You have listened to and yielded to my voice. The command of God is the leading of the Lord. The command of God is the instruction for our good. And whenever we act on his command and be a doer of that command, we will receive God's very best in our life. God only wants good for us. He only wants the best for us. And often our obedience is the only thing standing in the way. Why do people withhold that obedience? Sometimes it's because they don't trust that what God's going to do for them is better than what they could do for themselves. Sometimes it's because of fear. Sometimes it's because of, of uh, you know, that uncertainty. Whatever the case may be, those things cause people to withhold their obedience and then they think God let them down. It was the disobedience. It was the lack of that obedience in, in, put into play, progress, activating that obedience activates the best that God has for you. God said, all of this blessing is coming on you because you have obeyed. 
because you have obeyed. Hallelujah. He says the same thing to Isaac in chapter 26. Chapter 26, God also gives an instruction to Isaac. You know, Isaac was in a place where famine was rampant and he was thinking about leaving that place and going down to Egypt, but God told him not to go. And he says in verse 3 of chapter 26, stay or sojourn in this land and I will be with you and I will bless you. And then he says this in verse 5, because that Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws, that's why you are qualified for the blessing. Because Abraham obeyed, because we're obeying God, our children are qualified for the blessing. Amen? Amen. Because of our obedience, other generations are being affected. Our children, our grandchildren are, are open to the things of God. They have access to the same blessing that we're walking in. Because we're obeying God, we are seeing Him dealing with our family. Amen? So He said, this obedience is carried on. And then Isaac had to follow this instruction of God to stay in this land even though it looked like it, there was no harvest to be had, there was no future to be had. He obeyed the commandment of God and stayed there and he's, God gave him a hundredfold on the seed that he sowed and he became a recipient of that same blessing. Hallelujah. So, when we see this interaction with man continue, we see God dealing with his people. We know that the children of Israel multiplied and grew until they became a whole nation. And Moses is leading them out of the bondage that they had fallen into in Egypt. And uh, he begins his interaction with these freed people with giving them this instruction of obedience. Exodus 19. Exodus 19. God is, is establishing what he will do for this people. He's brought them out. And they're about to uh, enter in to God's plan. And chapter 19 and verse 5. He says, now therefore, if you will obey my voice Indeed, and keep my covenant, then you will be a peculiar treasure, a special treasure, you could say, unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine, and you shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. How? If you will obey my voice. If you will obey my voice. The message translation says, if you will listen obediently to what I say, if you'll keep my commandments, right? If you'll listen obediently to what I say and keep my covenant, out of all people you will be my special treasure. <coughs> Hallelujah. So 
To be a people of obedience is God's plan for us. You know, when we talk about the will of God, the glory, the will of God is the glory of God. The goodness of God is the glory of God. In Exodus chapter 38, let's read verse 22. 38, 22. God is preparing, uh, he is having them to prepare the temple in the wilderness, the tabernacle in the wilderness. And uh, he is uh, giving them specific ways of how things need to be prepared, how the different instruments of worship are supposed to be done, how the entire tabernacle is supposed to be put together. And it says, Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur of the tribe of Judah, he made all that the Lord commanded Moses. Well, he, you can see a phrase like that throughout all of this instruction where it begins to talk about uh, the things that the, they, they made for the tabernacle. It was as the Lord commanded Moses, all of these specific things. For example, chapter 39 and verse 1. Of the blue and purple and scarlet, they made cloths of service to do service in the holy place and made the holy garments for Aaron as the Lord commanded Moses. Same chapter, verse 42. According to all that the Lord commanded Moses, so the children of Israel made all the work. Notice, God didn't go to Bezalel. He commanded Moses. Moses, the pastor, gave out the details of what God said. This is what the Lord said. This is what the Lord commanded us. This is the vision God gave us. God didn't go to Bezalel and say, I'm going to tell you what your part needs to look like. He didn't go to the different ones who were creating these uh, uh, blue and the cloths of service to prepare the garments for Aaron. He gave Moses the patterns. He gave Moses the detail. He commanded Moses, and then all the people in the church got with the pastor to find out what's the vision, and we're going to all do our part. In, in this 39, uh, chapter 39, verse 43, and Moses did look upon all the work. Notice the pastor. Pastor's overseeing. Pastor's walking through the departments. He's, uh, what does he call it? Um, uh, management by walking around. <laughs> That's what, if, if you see him, he's not being nosy. He's just doing his job. If, if anybody's going to get called on the carpet for something done wrong in a department, it's the pastor. The pastor's going to have to give an account. So Moses did look upon all the work, and behold, they had done it as the Lord commanded. And even so had they done it, and Moses blessed them. So if pastor says... That's not the way I want it done. I want you to do it this way. Don't take it personal. He's just telling you what the Lord showed him. He's just giving you the, the, the dialogue that he received. And so this is an important part. And then uh, in chapter 40 and verse 34, then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation and the glory of the Lord filled the
the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter into the tent of the congregation because the cloud abode thereon and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. The obedience is connected to the glory of God in the house. When we will be obedient to do what God has commanded in our personal lives, His glory can fill our personal lives. When we're obedient to do what God has commanded in the local church family, His glory can fill the house. And that's what we want. We want the glory of the Lord in manifestation in our lives and it won't come with our doing it our own way or being selfish. It comes by our obedience to the plan of God. Amen? Hallelujah. I have more, but I'm out of time. Glory to God. I could say, if it, can I have five more minutes? Who would give me five more minutes? Five, 10, 15, 20... <laughs> Hallelujah. You could take it, huh? Okay. I'm, I'm just going to hit the high points through here. The, the most important thing for us to see is the glory is connected to our obedience. The glory of God. That's the recompense that God wants to do, the reward. When we obey God, we always are rewarded for our obedience. Always, always, always. Hallelujah. Leviticus 8 and 9 also give instructions about the Lord, uh, about the instruction to as the Lord commanded Moses. Leviticus uh, 8, chapter 8, verse 3. Moses did as the Lord commanded him. Verse 9, I'm just going to hit these fast. Verse 9, the end part of that verse, as the Lord commanded Moses. Verse 13, as the Lord commanded Moses at the end of that verse. Verse 17 at the end. As the Lord commanded. It's not in here because they're, they're trying to get a certain word count. They just, no, it's here to give us the specific emphasis. This all happened the way it happened because God gave a specific instruction. Verse 21 ends with that same phrase. As the Lord commanded Moses. Verse 29 ends with the same phrase, as the Lord commanded Moses. Verse 34, as he has done this day, so the Lord has commanded to do. Verse 36, so Aaron and his sons did all things which the Lord commanded by the hand of Moses. Chapter 9, verse 6, this is the thing which the Lord commanded that you should do, and the glory of the Lord shall appear unto you. Again, a connection to my obedience to the command and the, the manifestation of God's glory. Verse 7, as the Lord commanded is the ending of that verse. Verse 10 ends with the phrase, as the Lord commanded. Verse 21 ends with the phrase, as the Lord commanded. 
And then verse 23 and 24 show us another recompense, a reward. And Moses and Aaron went into the tabernacle of the congregation and came out and blessed the people. And the glory of the Lord appeared unto all the people. And there came a fire out from before the Lord and consumed upon the altar the burnt offering and the fat, which when the people saw, they shouted and fell on their faces. We have two examples of... A, a complete obedience followed by full glory, a filling of the glory. And God hasn't changed. He still responds to our obedience with manifestations of His goodness. His goodness in our life is a recompense for our obedience. Hallelujah. In the book of Deuteronomy, the word obey is used more frequently than in any other book of the Bible. And when we look at, for instance, Deuteronomy 11, we will see, uh, again, the recompense, which is the title of this message, the blessing if you obey, if you obey. Deuteronomy 11:26 says, Behold... I set before you this day a blessing and a curse, a blessing if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you this day. Hallelujah. Because this from Genesis to Revelation is the opportunity for us to enter into God's best. He gives us a command. He gives us commands. He gives us specific instructions so that as we follow them, we qualify for the blessing. Hallelujah. The blessing if you obey. Many of us have already heard the story of King Saul who did not fulfill the plan of God for his life. And out of his uh, story, we see uh, his disobedience. When God gave a specific command in 1 Samuel chapter uh, 10, he was commanded to wait on Samuel. That was the first area of his disobedience. And he did not wait on Samuel. In, sir, in 1 Samuel 13, he went ahead and made the sacrifice he was not qualified to make. And when he was confronted, what Samuel said to him was, you have not kept the commandment of the Lord. What disqualified him from the position God had placed him in wasn't God. It wasn't God's purpose for him to fail. It was his disobedience to the command of the Lord. You have not kept the command of the Lord. And so one of the most familiar verses we have from that story is that when Samuel said, obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience is better than sacrifice. He sacrificed, but there was no joy in God's heart through that sacrifice. There was no, no pleased uh, response from God because he did it in disobedience. And so God would rather have our obedience than anything else. Obedience is better. 
Obedience is better. Say that out of your own mouth. Obedience is better. In other words, we can't make it up by just increasing our offering. We can't just make it up, well, I'll get it next time. No, God, you want my obedience. That's what you really want. You want that more than, than me trying to make it up on the back end some other way, by doing something great or by, by going the extra mile here. No, you'd rather have my obedience in the first place. And that's what we want to recognize. So obey God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's end in Jeremiah chapter 7. Look, I only took one of your five minutes. I didn't take, I didn't take four or five, just one. Jeremiah 7, verse 23. Hallelujah. But this thing commanded I them, saying, Obey my voice, and I will be your God, and you shall be my people. And walk ye in all the ways that I have commanded you, that it may be well unto you. That is the master key to our lives. Obey God. Obey, God. Obey my voice. What a privilege. He says, I will be your God. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> What an honor, what a privilege that you would be our God and all you ask of us is that we be your obedient children. Hallelujah. Are you ready to practice obedience? Yes. Hallelujah. We've just touched on it. We'll come back and do some more on obedience. But I think it's important for us to see that panoramic picture. Stand with me to your feet.